Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Turner, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they've all made their mark on the Disney name. To find out more about the show and other episodes, head to our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Be sure to look below at the show notes in the show more section for links to our Twitter and Facebook pages, including videos and websites mentioned in the following interview. Photos and audio clips that are featured in the show belong to their rightful owners and are used for educational purposes only. All guests' opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show cast member corner guest, Actress and singer Jill Marie Burke. Welcome, Jill. Hi. I'm glad to be on today. Oh, I'm glad to have you here. And for listeners who have never heard our cast member corner segments, basically we speak to cast members of the Disney theme parks from all around the world about their stories working for the Disney company. So, Jill, you got the chance to portray three lovely Disney ladies, Ariel, Jasmine, and Pocahontas at the Disneyland theme parks. How did working at Disneyland come about? I think most people know me as, yes, portraying characters and working in the, in the entertainment department at Disney, but I actually did put in my time at the resort as a ride operator for a couple of years before I transferred wow. into the entertainment department. So I, I worked mostly in uh, Tomorrowland and a little bit in Fantasyland as a ride operator. So I had uh, gone into college and I just, I wanted a first kind of steady full-time job. I remember uh, listening on the news, they had this segment that said, why aren't people wanting to work at the happiest place on earth? For some reason, they were kind of experiencing a low application number. And I just kind of caught my attention and went, well, uh, this is it. You always wanted to work at Disneyland, right? <laughs> so drove myself down there, applied, uh, and I got... Uh, hired within a couple of weeks and I put in my time as a ride operator but then always knowing I wanted to go in entertainment so I kind of stuck it out I didn't want to terminate and rehire so I just kind of continued as a ride operator as I went and and, um, to auditions I just basically pursued all the auditions and it took me about a year a year or so with auditions, with talent booking, getting this in my face. They were they were pretty particular at the time. I can't say that they're not particular now, but, you know, you always think they were just so specific, so selective at the time. So, it, it, again, it took my, it took me several, several months for them to finally say, okay, we'll hire her <laughs> to, to kind of prove myself. And that's when I was hired for Princess Jasmine. Wow. At the time, they had the dinner show called Aladdin's Oasis. And that's over there by, where is it, by the Tiki Room, kind of uh, backs up against the Jungle Cruise. I know the venue's still there, and they've turned it into a couple different things since then, but at the time it was a sit-down dinner show. And the show pretty much was supposed to run about 55 minutes, but sometimes we'd run a little long. (laughs) The comedians. (laughs) 
the comedians would pretty much designate how long our show was going to run. Because there was there were bits that the we pretty much had our sidekicks and the comedians can just they just kind of they were on a roll and they went off that fifty five minute show went on to be like who knows an hour and five an hour and ten you know they're like but I couldn't end it the show, I had them in the palm of my hand uh, and Jasmine was pretty much like the easiest role in the show I came out first act said a couple things went backstage sat around came out the second act couple of times, had a magic trick, sang a whole new world, and the show was over. <laughs> it, was the easiest, it was the easiest show of all, and I was like, God, it's a principal role. It was wonderful. I did that for a year, a solid year. So everybody sat through dinner, sat through dessert, and they're like, okay, we're waiting. We're waiting for the song, and then finally at the very end, Jasmine comes out. She's reunited with Aladdin, and they sing the song, and then, bam, show's over, and then that was it. We did five shows a day, five shows a day of that. Wow. Did you do any breakfast shows? Oh, yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, I mean, I guess they were considered, I guess the first couple of shows might have been considered luncheon, because uh, we would get there about 10 or 11 in the morning. First show was probably maybe noon. And last show, we wouldn't get out of there till nine. They, they, they were at, they, those were pretty much the longest entertainment. No, I took that back. That wasn't the longest day. I'll, I'll get to that. But they were long days. So first show might have been 12, 1230. Last show might have been starting at 738 o'clock. So wow. not breakfast shows, but I guess they might have considered those lunch shows. I, I know I say a dinner show, but pretty much it was a, it was a full meal, sit down meal show. The venue since then has seen a couple of different shows, meaning just uh, more uh, character character department shows. It hasn't been any kind of live entertainment shows there in in years. But you know, they they, they like I say, I, I got hired like January and then made it through until the following January. The show was actually running probably six to eight months, though I believe it before I got hired. So the show itself, I think, ran two years. And then I got brought in about halfway into it. And then it was over. <laughs> and, then I, and then I was like, oh, I'm jobless. What am I going to do? And then I, I, the next character was Ariel. So now that's a little different. You know, the live stage shows that they have at the El Capitan up in Hollywood. That's where I was hired to do Ariel. At the El Capitan Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, which pretty much exclusively shows all of Disney or Buena Vista or Holly Pictures films. And a lot of times during the summer, they with the ticket price, you'll get a live 20-minute pre-show before each film. And so those were long days because you might get there at 10.30 in the morning and literally you don't leave until 10.30 at night. And anybody who's done the LCAP job knows it's it's... 20-minute show, two-hour break. <laughs> wow. 20-minute show, two-hour break. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, and then do that from, you know, June until end of August, you know, depending. And uh, that's when, let's see, if I played Ariel, that was the opening summer. That was when Pocahontas opened. So... I got, during the 20-minute show, I was sitting on my little kind of shell unit 
as you say, it was in the, you know, it was in the opera box and they push out this unit and I'm seat belted in. I go out and I sing part of your world, part of part of your world, a, a edited version, a bridge version, sing, sing, sing. Audience was great. And then I got wheeled back in and then, you know, it was, it was like a, just like a big review. Typically it was like Ariel did something, then they have a little bit of Mary Poppins or they had a flying carpet of uh, Jasmine and Aladdin, you know, 20 minutes of just live performances. And then it was Pocahontas. So there was probably five showings a day, I believe. That was a five, five movie day. And that, that was when I did Ariel. Actually, then the following summer, I, I did Pocahontas there because that's when Hunchback and Notre Dame film came out. <laughs> so it was like, it was like, oh, good, cool summer job. You know, you're young, you're in your 20s. You're like, great, I can bank all this money. And it's wonderful the people you get to work with and the experience. It's like a lot of times more than you'd ever learn going to college. You know, this was practical experience on the job you know it was just wonderful training ground basically can you talk a little bit about the rehearsals for uh, spirit of pocahontas and also the aladdin show that you got to do and the little mermaid show um the rehearsals for the aladdin's oasis it's funny just when i when i was brought in for that rehearsal period it was about a two-week rehearsal and rehearsal period, and it, it was on site, so it was actually those rehearsals took place at Disneyland in, in one of the run of the rehearsal halls. And I was actually hired as a sub at the time, so they they needed a new group of people. You know, new, some people had probably left. They needed to replenish people that had left, and I was hired as a Jasmine sub in January. And some of the people I remember that I was hired with, I mean. I, I'm still in touch with those people now. I've known them for, what, 20 years or so. We are all just kind of hired as subs. And uh, two weeks worth. I do remember during that rehearsal period was when the um, big Northridge earthquake happened. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so goodness. I'm laughing. But but I remember it was a, it was a hassle because most of the people were living in the valley at the time. And then rehearsals were done. We were signed off. I came in and had done, had subbed in a little bit. I believe it was either March or April was uh, the, one of their main scheduled Jasmines was, you know, like if you look at a seven day work week, you know, they have like a four day or a five day Jasmine and like a two day Jasmine, whatever they had decided. Uh, one of the girls, I believe had moved over to the beauty and the beast show. So they're like, we have a spot open. And I remember I, I said, yeah, and I remember my mom was so happy about it. Oh my God. My mom was so she was more thrilled about it than I was. And uh, then I just ended up, that's when I jumped in and I finished the show until it closed. The rehearsal period for El Cap, most of those rehearsals were up in L.A. The most interesting part of the rehearsal period for the El Capitan Theater is when you get into the space, into the theater itself. Since they're running movies during the day, our rehearsal period's in the middle of the night. We might show up to rehearsal at 1, 2 in the morning and go till... Nine ten in the morning. Wow. <laughs> so, that's, that's late and early in the morning. Yeah, I mean, they, they do the same thing for the park. Spirit of Pocahontas, I had gone in to actually audition for the Hunchback of Notre Dame show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> had, spent, had spent 
eight hours in L.A., cut at the very end, made it to the very end, and someone approached me and said, um, can you stick around and sing for Pocahontas? The show had already been running, oh, I don't know, maybe less than a year, and I had kind of given up. I had thought, there's no way they're going to hire me for Pocahontas. I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't look like her enough or whatever. I, I had I just didn't have any big hopes on that. Even though I know wig and makeup it can make a huge difference. I'm great at that. Wig and makeup is a, a, a an entire transformation. So I spent another five hours or so at kind of a sort of last minute invite only Pocahontas audition. And I think eleven forty five that night they're like, Hey, you got the job. Can you go over to the other studio and get fitted? <laughs> It was just like, it was so anticlimactic at the end. I was like, oh, wait, you tell me I got Pocahontas. I didn't get the Hunchback show. Like, uh, And then the rehearsal period was, again, at the park on the stage, uh, five shows a day. And those show lengths, that show length was about, I want to say it was 45 minutes. I don't think it was that long, maybe 40-minute show in 105-degree weather. And there was a fire pit on stage, so... That that was a uh, that was the most challenging I think all around vocally and physically. Yeah, the entrance was for Pocahontas. She'd actually come through the pond. So literally, you're you're climbing up under the stage, and the whole effect were was the dry ice, the smoke. And they we, we, they would remove this this which was kind of like a lid. It was a trap door. They'd open it up, and there'd be stairs, and you'd come up through the pond. And then up through the the dry ice, the smoke, and then she'd appear, and then she'd run center stage. Sometimes there'd be just a little condensation, just the the dry ice or whatever the smoke was made out of. I forget what they used, but only one time did I slip. The character, my father, caught me. But in a full theater, to just hear that, that, (sighs) I stopped and I just kind of looked backwards like, that was close. (laughs) And then just continue on. There was no time to react because... The music's running, and you've got to time out your your dialogue. No room for improvising at that point. It's the best thing about live theater because anything can happen, and it's just really you as the performer in the audience. And it's great because kids are introduced to live performances early on with a Disney show, especially in a Disney park. But this is a great introduction for them for live theater. That's a, a perfect opportunity for them, especially when it finally got dark is when those shows would really look beautiful. It's always the last show where you can actually see the light, see the lighting design it make it more intimate and yeah for kids it's like the first closest thing they'd ever see to like a true you know theatrical experience and uh during the day it'd be nice you could look down at the front row and see a mixture of friends annual pass holders and what you're really looking for just the kids anyway but once the show's at, happening at night and it's dark and you really can't anybody than it is it's just like being on stage and everybody paid attention and it got really quiet but the evening shows were great more realistic i've seen plenty of copies of the disneyland production at night totally totally i mean then you'd have your spotlights on you'd see what the lighting design was meant to look like i mean i i know as far as the the colors for pocahontas in the show and it wasn't like a super 
colorful show. There was a lot of detail that was missing during the day, and you can actually see that at night. Do you remember I, I loved the wig at the Pocahontas show at the park, man? That the It was a fall. Everybody's hair looked really natural because it was our own hair in front, and it was teased in and combed in and meshed into a fall in the back. And the, the costume for Pocahontas there at, at the park was pretty sturdy, real leather. The jewelry was pretty sturdy. And they would actually spray that tattoo on. No, you were definitely a little doted on there for Pocahontas. She was the star for that show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a funny story for each character that you've played in the parks as well as working on the ride attractions? Uh, the funny story about Pocahontas is, the funny one is, because, again, you are talking about live theater. You had mentioned you never know what you're going to see or you never know what's going on. And there's always stuff going on that stage that the audience had no idea. Stuff that, you know, nobody should really have any idea what was going on. But during the summer, you know those big, ugly, green, metallic-y-looking blind beetles that fly around that always just come out during the summer? And they're harmless, but they're big. And they fly around and they bump into things and they just loved our stage. Pocahontas is supposed to love the, love nature and love all the insects and the animals of the world. Well, that one beetle decided to land on me one show. I could see it flying around and you can't wave it away. You're in the middle of a song. You can't be just, you know, waving it away and have some child in the front row traumatized that you, you nailed this beetle. So you ignore it, and I'm flying around, and I realized I didn't see it anymore. And I said, oh, gosh, it landed on me. I know dang well it landed on me. Finishing me in the colors of the wind, have my scene with John Smith. I'm not off stage yet, but the whole time I'm like, this beetle's on me. It's on me. I don't know where it went, and I want it off me now. I run off stage. Hopefully they muted my mic, and I run to the costume ladies, and then I'm screaming my head off, and I'm like, get this beetle off of me, get it off me. I have like two minutes before I got to go back on stage. Jill, what are you talking about? There's a beetle on me. It's on me. I know it. And I go, oh, Jill, we know what you're talking about. I'm like, look, look, look. And I lift up my arm, and they're digging through the fringe of my dress. They're like, oh, Jill, we don't see anything. I don't see any. Oh, there he is. Oh, he... some beetle had just kind of nestled himself up into my fringe under my arm in my dress. I'm not a fan of bugs and beetles and spiders. So yeah, I, neither am I. Playing Ariel at El Cap was not vocally challenging. It was way more fun with the audience. The whole, you know, I want to be where the people are, blah, 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 you know, walking along down there, you know, well, what's, what's that word again? And it's like, straight, you know, that was always the bad part <laughs> You get to the 10.30 show at night. Okay, it's 10.30 at night in Hollywood. You know your audience is going to be rowdy or strange or who knows. Sometimes you might perform for like, I don't know, 10 people in the whole theater. The dinner show, Jasmine had a magic trick where she's in a box and the box closes and she disappears. You're supposed to do all of this with one hand. You have one hand hanging outside the box waving a handkerchief and you're inside the box and you have to do all this other stuff with the other hand. You had to lift the trap door, take your wig off and throw it down the chute. Then crawl into the chute 
and then kind of just be just at the very down bottom of the end of the chute. And then they pull the handkerchief away from your other hand and you just slide down. It's basically all the jasmines needed to be pretty tiny because they needed to slide down this slide, which are the stairs is what you see, you know, a total illusion. Just one of the funny things, and his name's Dirk. If Dirk is listening, I doubt he would. Dirk. Dirk's gone on to wonderful Emmy-winning things out in Hollywood, but he was um, one of our, I believe he was running audio for our show, but he loved to do horrible things to me. And at one point when I was sitting in the chute waiting to slide down, he had a vacuum cleaner up onto my legs and feet. I, I do, I'm screaming my head off. The music's playing. I'm sure the audience could hear it. And I was getting vacuumed down the chute by, this, this is what the techs were doing. We had fun with that one. Too much fun. <laughs> uh, every summer you would pick your shift. You try and pick the shift you wanted for the summer season. So I worked Utopia for an entire summer. I worked Space Mountain for an entire summer. The only had fun stuff is when, you know, celebrities would come on. They'd always get kind of the backdoor treatment and they'd always got to get in the front row or request their own rocket or something, you know. I remember John Stamos came. I was doing, oh, I Captain Neo. Some early morning, not many people were around. John Stamos comes up with a couple of friends. I, I could tell who he was, and I have a name tag on. He comes up. He's like, so, Jill, uh, when's the next uh, Captain Neo film? And I just look at him, and I'm like, well, John, <laughs> the next showing is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, duh, I know who you are. He ain't even bad an eye. He's fine. After seeing him that day, I noticed that, that he, he would. He would just kind of frequent the park. He would he would come in all the time. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we got a fan. Little things like that. I think it was the celebrity stuff was always maybe more of a highlight of working on the rides. And now for our three questions that we'd like to ask all our guests that come on the show. They're called the Fab Three Questions. So our Donald one is, as a child, what was your favorite Disney film to watch over and over again? Uh, Snow White. I just freak out. That was just the <laughs> freak out, hear it, the songs, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? I don't know why Corella DeVille comes to mind. <laughs> I find the goodness in her. I would love to meet Corella DeVille. <laughs> Always has the great fashion. Sometimes the Disney villains are pretty cool. I like Hades, so. Yeah. I'm just like, Corella DeVille? Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, it'd be my best worst friend. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Uh, someday my prince will come. I mean, so again, just it's just it. It's either that one or when you wish upon a star. To me, you just can't get more Disney than that. That was my generation. I'd have the long LP playing, and we played on the record player that you can open up, and that was, you know, my experience. But thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the show. This has been a wonderful time having you on Cast Member Corner. Listeners, I just want to let you know that you can head to Jill's website, check out some songs that she's sung before, some videos, also her resume, which is at www.jillmarieburke.com. It will be in the show notes below this video. Before we head out to the Riverbend, I just wanted to ask you to tell me a word that comes to mind when you think about working for the Disney company as all three Disney girls, also as a ride operator. 
Memorable or magical? The two M's, both of them. If I could blend those two words together, it's memorable and magical. Steady at all.